morning, everybody. I have some simple life announcements for all of us this morning. So, good morning. I'm Jim Nepp. I'm your outgoing Board of Trustees uh, member today, and I'm here to just ask that if you have an electronic device to please uh, check in on Facebook and then silence your device to give us this one hour of sacred service. Tuesday night's follow-up class to today's lesson will be giving your prayer practice a tune-up. Giving your prayer practice a tune-up is facilitated by Andrea Kaiserman and Margie Black. That's Tuesday. Evening classes are at 7 p.m. here in the Fillmore Room. Coffee, Tea, and Reverend Pat is, returns next Sunday, February 23rd at 1 o'clock. Join Reverend Pat for a get-to-know-you uh, conversation to learn more about unity. Child care will be provided. Unitines host their annual, annual community meal today after the 1130 service, and that's a $5 charge for individuals and a $15 charge maximum for a family. That's today, right after the 1130 service, which is a great lead-in into our annual meeting. That's this afternoon at 1.30 here in the sanctuary. Child care will be provided, and the meeting will be live-streamed uh, Minneapolis.org and on Facebook. We encourage you all to attend, as there will not only be a meeting and an update about a great number of things going on here, including facilities and our strategies, but also the election of two board members, our two open positions right now. And then details and signups for all of these events that are in your bulletin and that I've talked about briefly can be done on the Garden Court, and so please look in the Garden Court for signups for any volunteer opportunities as well. And now let's turn to prayer to Reverend Pat. So let us take just a moment and center ourselves in this one presence, in this one power. We feel that presence this morning as love. And we just feel that presence as love expressing through us as us today. We're grateful to be together in this beloved community, giving thanks for our friends, giving thanks for the teachings, and giving thanks just for the opportunity to participate together, together. We give thanks for this beautiful day, the activities of this day, and we truly know that all is unfolding in divine order. We hold each person that has requested our prayers in this consciousness of prayer, in this consciousness of love. So together, great gratitude in our hearts. We say, thank you, God. Together, thank you, God. And again, thank you, God. And again, thank you, God. Let's stand as we sing our opening song.
Good morning, good morning. It's great to see, great to see you. It's great to be seen, too. It really is. So, I'm, well, thank you, Mike. I feel like I've been gone forever, and I have not. I've only missed two Sundays, but who's counting, you know? So it's just great to, to, to be back with you this morning. You know, one of our core values is that of welcoming, welcoming. So what we enjoy doing in this community is not only welcoming those that we know, but we enjoy welcoming our guests as well. So this morning, dear friends, if you're with us for the first, second, or third time, we invite you just to take your courage in your hand, and raise your hand as I raise my hand. First, second, third time guest. Oh, I love it. I love it, Laurie. Okay. I didn't see any hands go up. Oh, I did. Welcome, welcome. We're so glad you're with us. You know, the packet you're receiving tells you a lot about Unity Minneapolis, and that flower you're receiving is a gift from our congregation so that we can easily recognize you and give you that very personal welcome. All of that's important, and yet one of the most important things that I say on this platform each and every Sunday morning is this. And that is, my dear friends, wherever you are on your spiritual journey, wherever that may be, you're welcome here. We welcome you, we bless you, and we behold the living presence of the divine within you. We also welcome those that are streaming with us. We welcome our streaming audience as well today. Let's applaud our guests, okay? And of course, we greet each other. We do the handshake, a hug, a smile, namaste. We always ask before we, let's do it. So if you did not get a chance to speak to the person you wanted to speak with, we invite you to join us for coffee and tea following today's service. Now let's prepare ourselves for the reading of the daily word. We now move deeper into spirit with the reading of the daily word. As the usher brings down the prayer box, you're invited to mentally add your prayers to the written requests in the box. After the service, the prayer box is located in the garden court where you may add your written requests. Your prayers are then prayed with by the prayer ministry for seven days, and then they are forwarded to Silent Unity where they are prayed with for an additional 30 days. The word for today is grace. I grow in God's grace. When a burden begins to feel lighter, when a happy moment becomes truly joyous, when the way through a frustrating challenge suddenly becomes clear, I know I'm experiencing grace. Unity minister and author Eric Butterworth explains grace this way. God's desire to express completely through you and as you is so great that you never completely reap the harvest of error. And you always reap more good than you sow. This is grace. Grace is God's gift constantly available to everyone willing to receive it. I look to God alone as a source of my good. I discover the guiding, healing, prospering presence of God everywhere I go 
in everything I do and in everyone I meet. From his fullness we have all received grace upon grace. John 1.16. The word for today is grace. Take some time and relax in prayer. Prayer is when we ask God for what we want. Or in some cases, we tell God. Sometimes we don't really know what we want. It is at these times when entering into prayer is very valuable. When we want to find peace in an unpeaceful situation, these are our prayers. We know God is always present, listening, and loving us. So we turn within to God. In our meditation, we open our hearts and minds to God's reply. Just for now, we can give ourselves this time of quiet to quiet our minds, thoughts, and feelings and allow our bodies to relax. We now imagine we are coming to that place of stillness where the connection and presence with our divine self is experienced. The part of us that is God this connection is vital, creative, and peaceful. 
it is love. It is a place of serenity and beauty. Our imagination holds this sacred place in our being and knows when it has connected with spirit. As we relax in this sacred place, we join that peace that passes understanding. And so we rest in the quiet for a while. And now, as we return to this space in time, we remember we can return at any time to this powerful prayer of gratitude for our life and all the gifts we have been blessed with. And so it is. And so we let it be. Amen.
said to Reverend Jeanette, I follow that. I follow. I love it. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, my goodness. It's awesome, Patty Peterson. It's awesome. Wow. Mm. Two billionaires were commenting on the recent death of a rich colleague. Old Cecil died last night. How much did he leave? He left it all. Well, maybe I should try another one, Reverend Jeanette. You said that would go over very well. <laughs> Valentine's Day, never laugh, never laugh at your girlfriend's choices. You were one of them. <laughs> okay. So it's good to be back with you. You know, I just love this series that we're doing, and I really want to thank Kevin Hudala and Reverend Ray Nelson for filling in for me. Can we appreciate them? They're both in the sanctuary. Stand up, Kevin. Stand up, Reverend Ray. We really appreciate you. We do. We are, we are so blessed. We're so blessed. You know, today we're going to talk about, yes, but how? Yes, but how? And that gets in my way so many times. Does it ever get in your way? Yes, but how? You know, so this is about prayer this morning. This is about prayer. And let me just share a few things that I believe personally about prayer that I have, that's been proven in my own life. First of all, I believe that uh, prayer does not change God. Chair cha prayer changes Oh, gosh, y'all have been here with me. Thank you so much. You know, and then I also believe that our prayer life develops into the relate, develops according to the relationship that we have and that we believe about the divine. And that, my dear friends, will change as well. That will change as we continue to grow, that our relationship with the divine will change. Well, think about it for a moment. You know, when you were growing up, maybe the divine was our God, known by many names. Maybe it was where? It was out here. And so we prayed in a different way. But today we believe that this presence is within us, not just within us like a, a raisin is in a bun, but we are in it like the wave is in the ocean. We are immersed in this presence. We are immersed in this presence of the divine. Doesn't that feel good? Yes. Nowhere, God is everywhere present. There's nowhere we can go that we are not just immersed in this presence. All God is is just a thought away. It's our thought. So prayer, my dear friends, is something that we, we in unity teach affirmative prayer. Affirmative prayer, we pray as if we are already on the other side of the situation. We also teach a five-step method of prayer that we are not going to go into this morning. We also, Eric Butterworth also teaches the three-step in the universe is calling. And some of us, regardless of how we pray, I believe with all my heart, it's okay. Believe me, I have prayed. <laughs> I have prayed in many positions and in many ways. I have prayed over that porcelain toilet more than you can imagine. <laughs> we have prayed, and you know what? 
all prayer is heard. All prayer is heard by the universe. So I believe, these are just a few of the things that I believe about prayer. And if you want to find out more about prayer, you know, there's a class coming up on Tuesday night that's being taught by our marvelous prayer chaplains. So that, come and find out more about that. But I want to just share with you that I think that Jesus was so clear, our teacher and our way shower, when he talked about prayer. I'm reading this morning from the King James Version. You know, some of you believe that's the real Bible, okay? <laughs> but this is the King James Version. It says, therefore, he's talking to his disciples. This is Mark. It is the 11th chapter. It is the 24th verse. He says, therefore, I say unto you, what things soever ye desire, when ye pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. And so I started with that one, and then I looked up. I went to the New Revised Standard Version, which is what Unity uses most of the time. So I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it, and it will be yours, and you will have it. And then I went to one of my favorite, the book, and Jesus is talking to his disciples, and I'd like to think this is the way Jesus said it. Listen to me. Think about it. Listen to me. You can pray for anything, and if you believe, you will have it. This is very simple. It is direct. There are no ands. There are no buts. It is clear. Again, therefore I say unto you, what things soever ye desire when ye pray, believe that you receive them, and ye shall have them. So I think it is um, very clear right there when Jesus talks about praying for things. So maybe you came up in a tradition that you felt like it was not appropriate to pray for things. Jesus is clear that when you pray for things and believe, you shall have it. Now, Things, of course, you know, cars and automobiles and uh, that's the same thing. Automobiles and other things, <laughs> relationships and all of that, all of that, you know, those are things. And, you know, as our prayer life evolves, maybe we don't need to pray for things. But it's okay to pray for things. Don't you agree? Yes. I remember the first time I prayed for things and I manifested that. It was like magic. It was magic. I believed it. I wanted it. I desired it. I treasure mapped it. I did all kind of crazy things. They're not crazy. They work. Anything, if you've done any of this work in some of the classes that we teach here, it's okay to pray for things. You know, we are spiritual beings. We live in a, we're governed by spiritual law, just as prayer is governed by spiritual law. We are spiritual beings. We are governed by spiritual law. We are living in a spiritual universe. Do you believe that? Yes. yes. And we know that God is our source. And Jesus taught that we are one with God. And therefore, we are spiritual. But because we are spiritual and we are one with God does not mean that we are not physical. I am a physical being as well. I am a human being. Some days I feel more human than others, but I am a human being. And I live in a world that requires things to take care of my body and myself. So I want these things. And I believe that the God of my understanding wants me to have my needs fulfilled. My needs fulfilled. And again, he's given us a simple way to do it. Believe. Believe, and you shall have these things. You know, can you imagine someone for the first time experiencing electricity? And they have never seen, uh, they've never seen electricity, they've never seen a light come on and, and, and light a, a darkened room. So you may say to this person, 
just turn on that switch or push that button. And that person may stand there and say, but how? How? Why not? I want to know how it works. And that's fine. But in the meantime, you're standing in the dark. <laughs> push the button. Or maybe you're using Wi-Fi. Let's bring it a little bit more up to, up to date. So you're using Wi-Fi, and you don't know how to get online with Wi-Fi. And someone says, put this code in. And suddenly you, you, you put the, you know, when you put the code in, you connect to Wi-Fi. Wow. Can you imagine someone standing there say, for goodness sakes, how does it work? How? Why? And you would say, just put the code in. <laughs> I think sometimes when we are standing here in our needs, relationships, prosperity, illness, lack of peace, lack of joy in our life, Depression. We're standing here, I can see Jesus going, Pat, just put the code in. Flip the switch. And the switch, my dear friend, is believe. Believe and ye shall have it. But sometimes things get in the way of my belief. And you know what often gets in the way of my belief? It is that intellect. I'm not putting the intellect down. Don't misunderstand me. But you want something or you desire something in your life. And all of a sudden, the intellect goes to, but how? How is it going to happen? But all you want is you want it. You desire it. It's been put in your heart. And you just say, how is going to happen? I don't know how it's going to happen. But we believe that it's going to happen. So I don't know about you, but I stand here sometimes with hearing the teachings of, of, of Jesus. With, all, with God, all things are possible. All things are possible if you believe. And then I stand over here with my intellect and here are the facts. I'm really good at looking for those facts, do you know? I'm really good at those, looking at those facts. And I start asking why and why it's not going to happen. And I let that get in the way of the spiritual aspect of it. And you know what I do? It's really important to me then to use the executive power of our mind. And that executive power of our mind is will. Will the executive power of our mind. We, my dear friends, then can will it. I choose to. In fact, Charles Roth has written an uh, affirmation that I just want to share with you this morning. He says, first of all, Charles Fillmore, in The Revealing Word, those of you that are our guests, Charles Fillmore is the co-founder of our movement. And he says, the will is the executive faculty of the mind the determining factor in man. What man, woman, wills or decrees comes to pass in his experience. Thou shalt also decree a thing and it shall be established unto thee. The will is the center in the mind and body around which revolves all the activ activities that constitute consciousness. It is the avenue which the I am expresses. The use of the will is very important in making demonstrations. Charles Roth says this. He says, we must take the bull by the horns and affirm, I will to believe that my prayer request for the abundant fulfillment of my need is received. I will to believe that my prayer request for the abundant fulfillment of my need is received. I listen to my intellectual thoughts. These thoughts argue all the possibilities of the situation. 
I listen to the spiritual thoughts that the spiritual teachings of Jesus are true and workable, and I choose to go along with the spiritual thoughts. And from this time on, no more, yes, but how? So you've made this executive decision by using the will. You've made the decision to go along with the spiritual thoughts of the teachings of Jesus or the spiritual thoughts that we teach here. And what do we do then? Oh, do we just sit back, relax, let go? Netflix, here I come. <laughs> no. We not only, of course, that fifth step that we teach here is that fifth step is that we must take action. We must take action. We must continue our prayer life. We must continue to use the affirmation. And we must continue to believe that our prayer request for the abundant fulfillment of my need is received. We listen to these intellectual thoughts, argue all the impossibilities of the situation. I listen to my spiritual thoughts, and the spiritual thoughts of my teacher Jesus are true and workable. And I go along with the spiritual thoughts, knowing that with God, all things are possible. We listen. And I can assure you that once you make that decision to listen to your heart and know that it is God speaking through you, you, my dear friends, will have to affirm and affirm and do the work again and again. Or your intellect will override it. Now, I'm not, I'm not putting down the intellect. We need the intellect. It is a gift but when it comes from within our heart, we will use that intellect as we begin to move through whatever decision that we have made. And I don't know how it will happen. We continue to live. But Mike Dooley says we have to let go of those cursed howls in our life. We let them go. And we step out and we live life. And we live it fully one day at a time. And we become aware of the people that come in and out of our life. And divine ideas come to us and we have the opportunity to act on these divine ideas. But we must make the decision to live that spiritual life. And very simply, the teachings our way show or believe and these things shall be done unto you. Wow. It's so easy to forget sometimes. I want to close with a reading from a book. Um, from a book, please. I was saying, please, God, let me bring it. You know, so <laughs> believe. So, uh, <laughs> oh my gosh. I want to read a short story. This is, just bear with me here. This is from a book called Divine Audacity. And it's written by Linda Martell Witzel. And I just checked our bookstore, and we don't have it. We've sold out of it. And I, it's one of those things that Reverend Pat tries to in advance to let the bookstore people know that I'm going to quote from something. But Reverend Pat was in sunshine in Florida and failed to do that. Okay? So, so we'll be getting it in. Just bear with me. Robert had resided in a one-room apartment for many years in an aging building that had once been a simple, a single home. Although the property was in need of repairs, Robert dwelt, dwelled there uncomplaining, concerned least his landlord might increase his rent. Robert never reported the broken air conditioner heater in his room. Instead, he bundled up in the winter and sweated through the unbearable summer heat. He slept upon cushions on the floor, and he gave precious space in the tiny room. So, he'd, so he would say, precious space in the tiny room. He used his bathtub as a closet, bathing at the sink. And whenever friends encouraged Robert to address his apartment's problems or relocate, Robert resisted. He resolutely clung to his living arrangements, having long memories of the time his mother was alive, and they shared the apartment in the same building. 
Also, Robert worried about being able to afford another apartment once his part-time job ended and his income consisted entirely upon Social Security payments. The day came, though, when Robert was unwilling to improve his living conditions, it shifted. Conditions in his rented space became unlivable when the city turned off the water. At first, Robert presumed a plumbing problem would be repaired, but then he learned that his landlord had not paid the water bill for many months. A week went by, then two, and after the third week, Robert conceded and became willing to entertain a move. Within a few hours of apartment searching, Robert found a lovely one-bedroom apartment in a complex that was rent-subsidized. He would be able to stay there and contain his cost into the future. Robert put in his notice an old apartment and put in his notice at his old apartment and signed a lease on his new place. He pinched himself in disbelief every day that he now lives in a well-kept community where he has a functional bedroom, a bathroom, a kitchen, and a living room. Robert's inner journey from willfulness to allowing, it was not an easy one for him. It came slowly, and after significant discomfort. Eventually, though, Robert welcomed his experience. I observed delightfully how he went from, the, from trepidation to hope and from disbelief to amazement. When finally Robert chose to cooperate with Father, rather than resist the flow of divine ideas, his face lit up with joyful expectation. His inner being felt at home the moment he stepped into the apartment that he would claim by spiritual will. I tell this story for several reasons. I read this story for several reasons. I probably should have told the story, but I, re- I tell it for several reasons. Often we have to be miserable sometimes. Have you noticed that? Often we have to almost hit bottom sometimes. Often we have to hit, we put up with stuff for so long before we make that decision that we deserve better. We do it within our homes sometimes, we do it within our lives, and we do it within a spiritual community. Have you noticed that? Sometimes we continue to put up with steep stairs, unaccessible bathrooms, things in our building that is not totally welcoming and inclusive. And sometimes when we get sick and tired, God provides a vision, a vision for us. And we become willing to make the difference in our life. Prayer, regardless of whether it's a three-step, a five-step, a four-step, begging and beseeching, believe whatever thing you ask for. Believe in it. Believe in it. And it will be yours. I love, I can hear, I can read your minds. And some of you are going, yes, but how? (laughs) Yes, but how? I love you. I bless you. I behold the living presence of the divine within you. And so it is. Amen. Still somehow I believe we always serve 
As you were singing that, my mind kept going, this is it. Yes, believe. That's it. Believe. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm going to invite our ushers to come forth as we prepare to receive our tithes and our gifts and our offerings. And I know that you're streaming with us. If you are, we invite you to make a gift to Unity Minneapolis as well. You can do so on our secured website. So let's let us go within for a moment and just know without a doubt that God is present, presence in every situation in our life. We give thanks for answered prayer. We give thanks that we are able to believe. We are grateful. Now let us affirm together this prayer, our offertory prayer found in your order of service. Together, divine love flowing through me blesses and multiplies all that I give, all that I receive, and all that I am. And now silently. Thank you, God. Amen.
just breathe deeply. Take this beautiful music within. Grateful. Grateful for each other. Grateful for this community that we call Unity Minneapolis. And we bless these gifts. We send them forth to fulfill our vision and mission of a transformed world. Thank you. Thank you, God. And so it is. And so we let it be. Amen. Laurie Duncan. Laurie Duncan. Now, I know that often some of you get up, and I'm not going to call any names, but some of you get up and leave for this little portion of the service. You don't want to leave today. I've got some exciting things to share with you. First of all, I want to acknowledge our prayer chaplains. I cannot tell you how excited I am to do that. They are wonderful. We are so blessed to have them here. If you have a prayer request, by all means, seek out a Unity Prayer Chaplain. Andrea Kaiserman and Margie Black will facilitate a class on Tuesday night on Unity Prayer. You want to be a part of that. Come and really get into that how-to. Thank you, and you may be seated. Also, this is Volunteer Appreciation Month. There are sign-up sheets out in the lobby if you're interested in volunteering. But what I am interested in doing is appreciating all of our volunteers in our community. If you volunteer, would you stand, please? In Unity Minneapolis, would you stand? Yes, look around. Wow. Yes. And those, find, find someone today that volunteers and ask them why they do it and what they get from it. Thank you, and you may be seated. Also, as you know, um, uh, we have an annual meeting at, is it 1 or 1.30? 1.15. 115. Laurie, thank you. It's 115 today. So if, the, if those of you that are going out to visit other people are going out to your brunch today, 115 back here, we invite you to attend this meeting. We'll be electing two new positions in our board of trustees. And if you are a registered member of this church, you are able to vote for those candidates. And so if you're not a registered member, you are welcome to be here, but our bylaws dictate that registered members only are able to vote. Got it? Okay, so this is, that's exciting too, but this is exciting for me. Uh, as you know, um, as you know, Reverend Jeanette is, is part-time with us. And as you know, we, uh, and God, I love her and couldn't do without her. And as you know, we have been without a full-time associate since Reverend Patty left us in July the 6th, 2017. We, we have been without this full-time position for two years and seven months. I can assure you that, we, that it has been challenging. We were blessed that Reverend Phil Smedstead and Adam Glatz picked up some of the slack in specific areas. And as you know, we have been interviewing for the associate minister position. And we narrowed it down to two candidates. I am blessed to announce to you that we have not hired one, but we have hired two associates here. <laughs> Reverend Tony Fish will begin on March the 15th as our full-time associate minister, and Jim Ernston, soon to be Reverend Jim, will begin tomorrow, February the 17th. Jim, would you please stand, okay? Jim is our part-time, will be a part-time and associate minister, 20 hours per week. Each of these candidates bring unique and different gifts to our community. After extensing, extensive interviewing of both candidates, you might check with Jim on that as well, I realized that we needed both within our community and both skill sets, and their skill sets are so different. Jim will work, again, approximately 20 hours per week and will be working with Reverend Jeanette, with Reverend Jeanette, 
in our pastoral care area, which includes prayer chaplains, prayer ministry, healing ministry, unity cares ministry, our home hospital, our home visits, hospital visitation ministry, and our spiritual counseling ministry, and all other aspects of pastoral care. As, as and speaking on Sunday as requested, serving in other areas on the platform, teaching classes and workshops, and other areas as assigned. Jim served as our ministerial intern for four months and did an outstanding job. Let's appreciate Jim again, okay? <laughs> Reverend Tony Fish is a well-seasoned unity minister of 18 years. She'll begin her duties here on March the 15th, moving from Frederick, Maryland. Her primary area of responsibility will be adult education, developing a year-round small group ministry, outreach, bookstore, Sunday lessons, and other platform duties. She'll be teaching classes and other duties as assigned. <laughs> she will also be assisting us some with our strategic plan as we move forward. Again, she moves, she begins on the 14th. Again, I want to thank Adam Glatz, who has served as our interim adult education coordinator. He has <laughs> he has done an outstanding job in assisting me and the team and is uh, in, in not only keeping our adult education program going, but he's done a super duper job. And before leaving, he will help onboard Reverend Tony. And I know that Adam will stay involved in our community, but he will also continue his acting career, his classes with Unity Institute. Again, we appreciate Adam. So how can you do this, Reverend Pat? How could I? You know, my mind went to, yes, but how? <laughs> yes, but how? And I made up my I had had to follow my heart that I felt it was both needed within this community. Yes, we have two outstanding additional ministers to work with in our community. And all I needed to do was in the personnel budget was to find 20 hours by making a few changes and was able to have a net zero sum personnel budget. A little here, a little there, and we will stay within our budget. And besides, we have a prosperous community. And without a doubt, these two will add to the prosperity of our community. It comes in many ways, does it not? It comes through Reverend Tony, soon to be Reverend Jim. These are just two examples of prosperity in our community. How do you feel about it? Yeah. Let's appreciate it. Uh, I, have n I have held this in my heart for a few weeks, but I couldn't announce it because I was, as much as I loved it, I wanted to go on vacation, you know? So I did, and I'm so glad that Jim was here with us today, and Tony will be with us on the 15th. You doing okay out there? Yes. We do, and Reverend, uh, Reverend Jeanette will continue to serve with us in her outstanding capacity as well. Yes. Let's appreciate Reverend Jeanette. <laughs> I have children, we have children out there. Let's bring them in. Jim, I'm gonna invite you to the platform with us. Reverend Jeanette. a great day today with these fabulous kids here. We talked about compassion and love in action. And I would like to invite each of you to either 
stick around for the second service or go home, do your thing, and then come on back and join us for our Unitine community meal. This is our sixth to eighth grade group, and they are going to provide hot dishes and desserts, and we have got salads and breads, and hope you'll join us. It's $5 a person or 15 max per family in Friendship Hall after second service and before our annual meeting. Thanks. Let's appreciate these adult volunteers. So I said to someone this morning, I'll ask for forgiveness later. I said to someone this morning, oh my goodness, you look great. You look like you're in love. He says, I am. And I have to thank you for it. I said, I had nothing to do with it. He says, you know, when you said, speak to three people before you leave the sanctuary. (laughs) Now, we are not matchmaker.com. That's another service. (laughs) But today, before you leave the sanctuary, speak to three people you don't know. It helps to build community. And you do not have to look around and say, is it him, is it him, or is it her, or is it her? Speak to three people you don't know and wish them well. Let us know our prayer protection and our peace song. Together we know that the light of God surrounds us. I am light. The love of God enfolds us. I am love. The power of God protects us. I am power. The presence of God watches over us. I am presence. Wherever we are, God is. I am divine and all is swell in our peace song. Patty Peterson, happy 13th birthday this week. Rebirthday. 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 Yes, she had a heart event 13 years ago, and she's here. Here. So we got kind of emotional a little bit earlier because it's like, oh my gosh, you're here. I'm here. You're here. Here we go.
Have a great week.